manufacturing, technology, hot topics, and a little bit of tomfoolery. This is the MTD Podcast. Uh, welcome to today's MTD Podcast. We're, uh, we're actually doing this from Iskar Tools, uh, which is in Birmingham. Are we in Birmingham or just outside you Birmingham? You are in Birmingham, yeah. Just outside Birmingham today. We've been at the Machining Techniques event, which is uh, it's number two, isn't it? Do you call it number two, Machining Techniques? Yes, our second one. We did second one earlier one. on this year. Yeah, so they have, have two uh, of these events here. Um, joined by uh, three people, actually, here. David Jones, who's the UK sales manager of Iskar. Uh, Joe Reynolds, obviously from MTD, and Gio Albanese as well from uh, MTD. Uh, it's been a fantastic event. We're, g- we're going to start with yourself, David, and later on in the show we're going to be bo- joined by Mike. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is, yeah, I mean, tell us, this is the second event that you've actually hosted this year, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, it's gone very well today. You've had good numbers through the door. But just give us an overview of what the event's about. The event was designed for education reasons more than selling purposes. Um, we have to show benefit to customers when we sell product at their factories. So when we have an event like this, there has to be a benefit for coming to, to the event. So what we try to do is look at it from the perspective of everybody plans a job, everybody machines a job, everybody measures a job. So we've got all our partners involved. So we literally go from planning stage to measurement stage during the day. We, um, the attendance has been fantastic. We've put 160 people through the door today and we're expecting the same tomorrow so all in all good day I mean it is a, f- a fantastic facility that you've got here with a mm-hmm. great auditorium obviously machine tools cutting metal which really is what engineers want to see isn't it I mean we've been doing some live stuff on YouTube today and yeah. it's evident that the minute we get near a machine and there's chips flying around which there is you know the uptake of, of views goes it's a tactile it, industry touchy-feely it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it sounds cliche but it's like a permanent permanent trade show isn't it when you look at the backdrop here and, and the machine tools you have and yeah. strategies it, yeah. it's been a great day yeah, yeah. And, and when you look at um, that, that sort of number of people when we visit events generally David that's, that's a high number that mm-hmm. is a high number so you're doing something right yeah. what I've found impressive today as well and I'm sure you have is, is the retention of people sometimes at events you find from the hours of 11 till half past 1 2 o'clock they're very busy uh, for reasons other than the machining sometimes. Sure, <laughs> uh, I think. But, um, but outside of that, this has been busy ever, ever since we got here this morning yeah. till, till tonight. I think it's because we spread the day quite well. Um, but every demonstration has got a benefit. It's different materials, different techniques, different tooling, different sectors of tooling. So, you know, everybody's got a different interest. So I think we try to you know, spread the love a little bit. And I think that's why we get people retain, you know, being here all day. I think that's what I found quite unique about this open house to other open houses. Every single demonstration had a purpose and it was illustrating the actual tools, the strategies um, and the ways in which people can improve processes, real life applications rather than a generic application that's just been made up to show how the tool works. And I think that they can really associate with that and take that, as you said, take that back with them. Yeah, yeah it, it has to be a benefit. And yeah, it, it, sorry, Paul. To me, it, the, the big one, I know you talk top of the show, education. You know, it, it's, it's Scar aren't the only manufacturer of cutting tools, let's, let's face it. And you're, you're educating the, the correct way or a different way quite often to machine a component, almost yeah. the tools, the secondary. Of course, you're here, it's commercial business, you're here to sell cutting tools. But today, it seems to be more about the education. It's always been that training is very important to us, um, not just our own people, because you have to have educated people yourself. But it's also the fact that training is very important to certain applications that we look at. 
there are different techniques, different uh, program strategies. Even some of our tools require a different program strategy. And if you don't educate and train that properly, you have a problem. Uh, UK sales manager, David, yeah. how, how does events like today then reflect upon sales? Do you see spikes in, uh, you know, in new product sales or in general business? Or, or I know we're saying this is an education, but yeah. the long-term benefit has to be improved, uh, I, increased sales. I think, it's, I think it's twofold. I think, yes, you do see a surge in interest in certain areas, but I think it's part of the continual process. Mm. It's, you know, you can't hit and run. It's part, we're here for the long term, you know, we're one of the biggest companies in the business. And for that reason, we get retention of business as well. But you can't, you've got to continually develop and try to help people. I mean, Iskar as a company, I mean, they're well renowned for R&D and the money that mm -hmm. they play, plow oh, back into research and development. You're yeah. continuously evolving your products. We, you've just launched a new product today, yeah. um, the new parting off tool, which yeah, is revolutionary. Um, now... How do, you know, you talk about education, it must be a, a, a big exercise within itself, educating your own people on the new products that are coming out. To have this facility mm -hmm. must be a bonus. Oh, the, the facility is fantastic. And it's, it, 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 it does so many things for us, whether it's training for our own people, training for our customers, um, product testing, product development for customers. You know, we, we take their parts and use our facilities. Um, but it's also a constant training program for our own people. Uh, every year we have training days for our own people. We bring them off the road. We go through training programs. You know, even sometimes they have to pass tests. And they have to hit a certain score. Oh, if I they should don't. do that with these guys, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, should I would. <laughs> we wouldn't pass. Yeah, what I've seen today, I think you should. <laughs> you, 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 would, uh, you would have to pass the test yourself, Paul. That's the bad news. But the, the one thing I've got with, with, with this guy, and I may be right, it might be wrong. In terms of innovation, are there any manufacturers that release as many products? You, no. You know, we talk about the first, you know, indexable um, part-off system. They make the, the first indexable face mill. You know, you've got a lot of global firsts. Yeah, we... We're very, very proud of our innovation. You know, innovation never stops at this business. And that's the culture from right at the heart of this business. And that will continue. And I think it's one of those things where it's just constantly pushing the boundary to get cycle time reduction and cost improvement for people. You, you, you talk about evolution and, and the new innovations that you bring in. Is it, is it kind of determined a lot by the evolutions in the machine tools as well? Can you only go so far with your cutting tools it, dependent on the machine a, and vice versa? It's a good question. It, it goes, um, in certain ways, it goes hand in hand. You know, and sometimes the tooling takes ahead of the machine tool, the machine tool goes ahead of the tool, and it's a constant evolution of process. You know, we can develop tools that some machines can't push. They will develop a machine that then we need to go different in grade or carbide structure or whatever. So it's a constant evolution on both sides. So pushing each other effectively. Oh, yeah, absolutely, you have to. Um, we're going to be joined in a minute by Mike because uh, yep. I mean we're going to we're going to be talking about some of the demonstrations that have been happening and some sure. of the products that have have been released. Um, I'm sure, judging by today, David, and and what happened here in June next year, similar uh, similar events to be hosted yeah, on, yeah, on two we, occasions. Yeah, we will host events again next year. Uh, we may follow the techniques theme and keep going because uh, June was different to this one so again we may do this, uh, the machine techniques again we may decide to evolve it in a different way and learn again and go a different direction and I think what we have got to say is if you do want to come uh, to one of these events it's, it's really really worthwhile but you need to register early because you <laughs> yeah. did yeah. shut <laughs> yeah. closed off registration some weeks ago which again is unusual you, it, it, unfortunately we have a facility that can take so many people 
I'd love to keep it open for hundreds and hundreds of people, but they just wouldn't fit in the building. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you can get, get even less when you've got Joe here. He <laughs> it's a bit of a unit. Yeah. You need to supply more food. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I thought, I thought great, we got, great, we got a client on. It's going to be a clean show. No Mickey taken. How, how long was I? But I would like to thank you, David, for joining us. And um, if, if you don't mind, if, uh, if, if you could get Mike along, yep, um, we can well. have a chat with him in a minute. Cheers. Thanks no a lot. Problem, Good luck tomorrow as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, Cheers, thanks guys. again. Thank so guys, we're going to be talking uh, about some of the demonstrations. Um, before Mike joins us, what was um, one of your highlights, Gio? I, know I, you think, I think the multi-F grip parting golf tool did impress me a lot. And the reasons being is it's, it's, it's design, really. I think that the fact that you can part off uh, intermittently, like squares, rectangles, whatever the case, at that speed, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Because, you know, in the past when you've been on machines yourself, when you're doing them intermittent cuts, it just breaks the tip or you've got to do it in such a way. You know, to, to see it going through that quickly, it, 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 things have changed. Yeah. You know, um, I always remember when I used to put the parting tool in the tool post and you had to adjust the height to make sure you were right in the middle of the... And if you were over <laughs> above it, you were... You'd it, have it a pip gonna, at the end. Yeah, you'd mm, get to the right. bottom and you'd get then, the little... Then, yeah. you get, <laughs> then you get the file out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it. a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the emery tape, but that, that's digressing. So we're now uh, joined by Mike Jones. Mike... Um, Thank you very much for joining us. Hi, Mike. Uh, just, just so for you're aware, as if when you're speaking into the microphone, Mike, if you could be quite close to the mic so people can uh, pick up your uh, answers to some of our questions. We've spoken to David. It's been a fabulous event today. What a great day. It has been a what really a great good day. day. Um, technically, it'd be good to, to get across to our audience some of the strategies that have been on show. Um, let's start, really, with the, uh, the Multimaster and the, the high-speed machining strategies. What were people able to see? Okay, so what we did with the, uh, the strategies with those... The, everybody has a go-to end mill where they can just pick it up and it will do the job. Uh, as you heard from our demonstrations, sometimes these can incur vibrations. So the whole idea of the first demonstration was to show off the new chatter-free variable pitch, variable helix cutters and how they dampen down the vibration. Obviously without vibration we increase tool life and we can also there increase performance and obviously reduce cycle times which is profitability for our customers. Wow, what sort of feedback did you have from the audience? Um, the we had a lot of positive feedback that obviously the uh, increase of profitability that they can gain from implementing these new tools. Yeah, for me, the multi-master, you, you know, back in the day, people used to say you're better off with a solid tool because there's, there's no interface, whereas the face and tape, um, you know, multi-master, that, that, that argument doesn't it, exist anymore. Exactly. You've got the savings of, you're, not, you're only buying the carbide that you use and you don't need to throw away, up to 80% of the tool quite often gets thrown away. Yeah. So how has that been resolved? How has that issue been, call it, resolved then? So you, you don't get the vibration on the indexable type tool? It's based on a conical connection with a, that gives a taper and face contact, very similar to the high HSK spindle. So you get that taper and conical and then that locks it in. I mean, you've, you've mentioned vibration a lot, not just in that strategy, but vibration has been one of the themes of, of today, and I think that it's kind of educating people into the kind of benefits that you can get if you're eliminating that, not only yeah. from cutting tools, but work holding. I think sometimes we always talk about it on MTD. People will buy a machine tool and think that that'll cure all of the problems, but you're only as strong as your weakest link, aren't you? That's exactly what it's about. It's, it's about making everything right from the machine tool 
hence why we have our partners here, which I believe Dave has spoken about. It's not only about the machine tool, it's the work holding, the actual coolant, and down to the cutting tools as well, and the adaptation between all that, connecting it to the new machine tools. Now, just before you joined us, we were talking about parting off and reminiscing yep. in times when we used to be in our tool rooms and our apprentices, yep. and we were turning the handles and uh, lowering the tool and getting the pip on the end of it, as Joe yep. said. Uh, things have moved on a bit here. <laughs> just, just a little bit now. We've Showing actually, our age, we, aren't we? We've all done that. Though. We all used to grind high-speed steel tools as well. Yeah, so exactly. Obviously, yeah. with the uh, the product launch of our Multi-F grip, obviously, we're talking now about very high feeds, but still maintaining the accuracy of the part without any distortion. And again, reducing the vibration, which is allowing us to run at the and elevated And with big speed. intermittent cuts, it's, it's, it's incredible, isn't that it? Is yeah. the, that's the thing that really impressed me, was the intermittent cuts. We've done some research previous to this podcast. You know, 1977 was the first devo- de- de- invention of the, the self-grip. Um, and it was, prior to that, it was brazed carbide. It took four minutes on 100 mil diameter EN19 material. Now, same material, same diameter with this new product, 7.5 seconds. I mean, that is just the evolution, and, and that kind of really illustrates the kind of R&D that goes on at Iskar. We've looked at many products that have changed over the years and how they've, they've changed, evolved to suit machine tools as well as, as, as different materials. This brings an interesting point to me because a lot, often when we're talking about subjects and topics, we always say the hardware has come on as much as it can and the main benefits now come from software, but this is an example of somewhere where the hardware has obviously been continually evolving at a pace as well, isn't it, to be able to deliver these kind of results? It's all about the development. We've Obviously, we were the first with the part off in the system right back in 1952, and we're on now 65, 70 years on, and we're still developing the part off system. It is our bread and butter. Joe used the first one. I'd probably broke it as well. But if we if we look around the showroom here, you know, you've got the you know the Sumu Cam, you know, the, 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 it's named synonymous with the industry, isn't it? When you look around, you forget how many brands that Iskar have brought to market over the years. It's exactly Iskar like we like to be first in the market, develop it, put it into the market. But every time we do it, we're adding benefits to our customers, reducing their cycle times, reducing their costs. It's been a nightmare for the sales guys, all these new products. <laughs> oh no, another one! <laughs> we have been known, and from customers, I've actually said, not Iskar, with another new product. Well, well I want to also talk about this ceramic turning. Yep. We're going we, to touch on most of these as we go through, but obviously we, yep. we are... Uh, we don't want to be rambling on for hours as I'm sure we could but the ceramic turning side that was quite an impressive demonstration wasn't it? Yeah obviously ceramic turning is moving on but as Darren was explaining all through the demonstration it's about how you prep the material to get the most out of your ceramic and that's the real key part here and how you actually use the ceramic you know reducing it into the corners backing off the feed making sure there's no sharp cuts because obviously the highest speed and the feeds that we're doing with ceramics you get notch wearing if you don't prep the billets properly. What's the increase in, in potential, uh, what's the reduction in, in cycle times using if, this technology, application being correct, material being? Well, if you're looking at it normally in canal, you'd be turning it somewhere around 50, 60 metres to get your optimum tool life. Obviously, with our new grade, the IC804 um, and 806, we're up at 80, 90, so we're nearly doubling that anyway with carbide. And now going to ceramic, you're talking 250, 300 metres. So you're talking nearly 10 times faster for production. Wow, 
That's incredible, isn't it? That big, really? massive savings, really. I mean, yeah. again, we, took, we go back to, to, to design. I mean, it's all about the design. And then after that, it's education, isn't it? That's, that's, the, that's it, what we try to do with these open houses, is to give the education as well as the tooling. And if you watched it as a novice, you'd think there was a problem, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would think there was something. Yeah, it normally, looks a bit steel on steel, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> if you look at if you look at Red Swarf coming off a machine, the first thing you do is want to stop it. And how's the surface finish? The surface finish, obviously, we did it dry for um, today's for viewing purposes. Normally, if you put coolant on there, it comes off like a mirror finish as well. What I liked is, you know, there were some very skilled engineers that have attended this open house today that have been in the trade for, for many years, and they were all learning today. Yeah, so that, everyone's that's what continuously I like to, learning. And I like, looking sometimes to I like to stand back. You stand, they're all looking at the machine. You stand at the machine and just look at the people watching. You can see them nudging, and, you know, you can see their face, you know, glowing, smiling. But if, just on ceramic, the solid, uh, the solid end mills, you know, it's... We, we see a bit of ceramic turning, but very, you know, very little, you know, end mills. Yeah. Ceramic end mills are, they've been about for about 12, 18 months. Um, but obviously, because turning is a continuous cut, milling is always interrupted. And because the ceramic is so hard, normally it doesn't like interrupted cuts. It's brittle, cuts. isn't it? It's more brittle. So but it tends to break. So obviously, we've had to in put toughness in so as you could use it for milling as well. But, but if, you, if you said to somebody 10,000 RPM on 718 Inca now, they'd, they'd think, oh, I've got, I've got one here, haven't I? You know, <laughs> yeah, what, what's this clown on about? But yeah, but yeah no, it's, it's astounding and more, more people do need to look at it. Yeah. I mean, and again, this, you, you must be putting more heat into the material to the finished part as well. So how, does, how do the tolerances... You do. What you have to do, whenever you're using ceramic milling, you need to leave minimum of 0.5 on obviously because then once you've roughed it you can then get under that skin to actually give you the actual finish off standard so it's it's usually used as roughing semi-finishing and then you usually finish with carbide especially on um, sensitive parts yeah, um, and then you took then we when we look at high feed surfacing as well this was drawing a lot of attention the machine you need a, you need a fast machine to do this as well don't you, you need a, a not fast pro processing speeds good controls not particularly what you need with that is because of uh, the actual forces are put back up the spindle, you have very, very few linear forces. So you can actually gain, even on lower power machines, you can gain high metal removal rates just by, again, putting the right application. It's the, the combination of the depth of cut against the width of cut. I mean, this is a strategy that has really changed over the years. I mean, it, well, I can remember when I was on the shop floor, it was more depth of cut and slower right. feeds and speeds. Now yep. it's smaller Small. cut, faster mm, feeds and speeds. That's it's it. a totally new strategy, isn't it? It's and you're putting less wear on the machine tool, I would yeah. imagine, aren't you? You've yeah. got better longevity rates of the machine tool. There's, there's a lot of machine tools in our market, as you well know, that are probably 80% of the machine is lower um, size spindles, BT30s, BT40 spindles, high feed, cutters and strategists tend to go there there's not many people out there with big what we used to call really heavy powerful machines now so these are the way of changing well the there's been a lot of growth in the B BT30 yep. market hasn't there when you take yes. into account the sort of the robo drills the brother machines exactly. um, you know these these machines are now you know sales are doubling and tripling every year and probably not just as a result of, of your technology but those machines are getting stiffer and stronger as well aren't they but Mike's point 
do you know, I forgot your point. I, was just, I couldn't get a word <laughs> in there. Oh, sorry. Your point on the force is going up the Z-axis, yep. essentially, back up the spindle is a good one. You know, it's when you're using traditional end mills or any milling cut, it's on the side of the tool. Yep. The high-feed technology, the way that radius is on the bottom of the tool, it does push the forces but up the spindle. What which about is the spindle bearings, the spindle housing? Is there any, you know, is there no... No, no, no. Because you've got a lot of the power and the um, rigidity is in your columns in the machines, mm. and that's where your power's going and the force is going. Dampened out. Dampened out. Yeah. No, but, yeah. Well, uh, sorry, just on the high feed. What I like about the high feed, many companies have got two or three products. I wouldn't like to say how many different high feed. I know application specific to te- uh, coin one of the geo phrases, but you know, how many different versions do you have? We probably have in total, I think there's about 18 different wow. fast feed styles. We also do a medium feed as well, which is used in a different application against walls to save. So face million, pocketing, ramp million, profile machining, mm. you name it. We have a, a tool to uh, suit the application. And not just for mold and die anymore. No, <laughs> we actually sell more of them for the aerospace industry than so, we do the die. So all these different strategies, really, I'm, I'm looking at it. Is it? Is it? You know, we talk about application specific. So what would you kind of what questions would you ask the machine tool, the material? Yep. The, what what are the kind of questions you would ask to obviously, kind of pick the right strategy? Obviously, the right strategy. And again, a lot of it comes down to what the finished component is as well. If we're talking about thin wall sections, we would use a different strategy and a different cutter to whether it was thicker walls. And again, what's the, what's the component finished at? Is it a sensitive component? And where is it? Is it a structural component and things? We have to take all that into consideration. Uh, titanium long edge milling. Explain yep. this one. Okay, titanium long edge milling. As you saw, one of our new uh, products there, the X-Quad. We've basically now got variable pitch and a variable helix indexable cutter but with a flat top geometry which has all of the edge prep put in for machining titanium and as you saw a 50 millimeter tool full slotting 30 mil deep which used up all of the power that we had available on the machine so we've now can push a extended flute cutter full slotting through titanium and that's some machine as well isn't it yeah it's got over 30 kilowatts of power and we're utilizing all of that for machining titanium yeah, j- just while we're talking about the uh, the long edge style cut- cutter, we will look at one here. The, what I would class as the A style, a lozenger style with serrations. What we've got there is essentially a what's that? Fifty mil? Is it a fifty mil diameter ripper? Haven't we? Unequal yeah. pitch, unequal helix. Yeah. You know, serrations in it to reduce your chip thickness. Yeah, the mill tooth, uh, the mill shred uh, P290 is designed for the old. You'll all know the old Strasman ripper type styles. Put a high speed steel ripper in; it'll last forever. Regrind it low speeds. We now have an indexable version of that where we can do elevated speeds and feeds and again applying the trachoidal strategy you're talking about a lot lot more. Than Great idea because people shy away from long edge cutters on, on lower power machines yeah. whereas but that, there's no need you know it's trachoidal milling no one's scared of that anymore you know it, it's a good idea. Are you seeing more applications now for titanium uh, manufacture due to weight reduction? Absolutely. Titanium, weight reduction, and obviously strength. Um, barrel milling. We, we, we talk a lot about barrel milling, but this is now something in the portfolio that yes. you're showing off today. Yeah. Barrel milling, very new for ISCA. Um, as Ian uh, said, we're launching the actual product uh, for 2020. Um, these were the first, uh, one of the first barrel mills we've had in the country. Um, so we've obviously done some testing with it. Um, we know of them give very, very good cycle reductions for finishing 
obviously we're not talking about 0.1, 0.2 step downs now for the cusp height. We're talking about one and a half, even two mil depths of cut to still give you the same surface finish. What I find interesting, probably a bit controversial in a sense, is that when you look at today and you, and you listen to you, Mike, about some of the improvements that you can make in your cutting tools, I wonder how many people out there are going out and buying new machines when they could actually get more out of the one they've already got? Again, that's 80% of them. It's a golden mm. question, and it? We yeah. could, you know, it's, it's about getting the whole package right. And some of the packages are out, machine tools are out there. Can we improve productivity by looking at it as a complete package strategy and cutting tool and work holding? Everything, of course, we can. Um, your highlight from the event today, Mike, I know you've got another day tomorrow. Uh, the highlight impressed from, you? Apart, apart from MTD. <laughs> <laughs> My highlight for the day is, uh, obviously, some of the feedback I've had from the customers I've spoke to, everybody's gone away learning something. One, two little things that they can take back, which gives them the benefit of coming to an open house like this, and then their companies get something back from what we've taught them. That's good. good. Anything else you want to question Mike about before we uh, before we wrap this one up? I think he's really kind of covered all bases in, in it very well. It. So thanks, Mark, for no me. Problem. Thank brilliant. you. Thank you. What, what's the motorway like this time of night? <laughs> very busy. You got yeah. a long journey on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thought so. No, no. Joking aside, it's been a great day from Iskar. We appreciate this. You know that we appreciate your time and the hospitality, and thanks for the invite. And thank you for coming. It's been uh, been a really good day. Thank Educational. You. Uh, so that's it. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast here from Iskar uh, in Woodgate, which is just outside Birmingham. This event is on tomorrow, um, but um, obviously when you're listening to this podcast, that, yeah, that will be history. But there will be more events like this coming in 2020. So keep posted to MTD to find out when they are. Because as we said earlier with David, you need to register early. Otherwise, you might not get through, uh, get through the door. But um, that's it from us today here at uh, Iskar Tools. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Thank you.